I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get him. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. I'm going to start off this show by saying, people, you need to donate uh, because the audio is a train wreck. Andrew, tell the people we're doing it again for the people. This is this is take two this is take of the two, podcast. And you don't get Dave's great insight because he had to go. Maybe he'll come back. Uh, yeah, so the podcast uh, was a complete uh, and utter um, train wreck of a audio. A shit audio. show. It was a shit show. Speaking of shit shows... Um, I was on vacation in Galveston, um, and uh, people say I am very negative, right, Andrew? I have a lot of doom and gloom and all that. And that's it's true. And it's true. I admit it. But if I predict doom, you are like my personal Grim Reaper. I went to the beach, went to the pool, didn't bring my phone, read a book, was having a delightful old time. I come back on Friday, and I look at my phone, and it has a voicemail from you. And I was like, "Oh shit! This must mean this must mean fairly is like we're done. He's re- he's gonna have to retire." And then I see, I, I I get on Twitter, and I have like 50 mentions, and I hadn't been on Twitter in like all like at all the whole day, and it's just nothing but gifts of bridges collapsing and trains running off the tracks and uh, nuclear power plants just collapsing. <laughs> Which I, it was fun. I mean, it's funny that people automatically, as any bad news happens to say, they go right to me and they want me to give the most doomiest take out there, right? Um, but fuck Ralph, it. you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me, Andrew? Ralph? Yeah, can you hear me, Andrew? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Um, you just dropped out. Oh, well, I the level was good, I think. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like, but it's the worst fucking... June, a summer before training came in the history of the Saints. Yeah. I mean, we thought last year was bad. And, you know, you had Kikaha, Jamarcus Sanford, and Kyle Wilson out for the year. 
And that's like child's play compared to this. I mean, when you talk about the enormity of – it's really – it's the players. and It's awful. It's awful. It's like we're, it's the worst thing imaginable. <laughs> it really is. Like when you talk about three of what I consider the top six players on the roster, now we don't know with Fairley yet. Like conceivably he could still play this year and Unger could conceivably still be good for week it one. It could be, but it could year. be so, terrible. And, and conceivably Armstead could be back for Thanksgiving. So that's the best case scenario. And if it plays out that way, maybe it's not that bad. Well, here's the here's but right now it feels horrible. It, it feels horrible because fans on Twitter they want to be, and I get it. You don't want to be like we're fucked. You don't want to say that in June twentieth. You just don't. So you want to cling to. But here's the thing: like, there's more injuries to come. Like we haven't had two or three guys get. You know, we haven't lost anybody. For the sports hernia, which is coming, we haven't lost. You know, we haven't lost any guys, right? So you're still going to have two or three more injuries, and it's to to me, Andrew. I kind of equate it with like, you know, a, a person that's like, you and your wife have a job, right? And, and you get by, and you're pretty comfortable, and you're, you're you're not quite living paycheck to paycheck, but it's and it's not a super struggle, but like, you can't handle more than like one or two bad financial events right Mm -hmm. and here's the thing like the saints like uh unger was like eleven hundred dollars for like fixing your car and uh fairly you know it it could be like you might have skin cancer and then (laughs) and then teron armstead is like your your teenager like wrecked the car so it's like one of them you can handle and be all right financially. All three of them you're like teetering on the edge of bankruptcy, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's kind of like what you said. I mean, I, I think it's it's one of those things where you know that it, worse stuff is coming once they go to training camp and they play preseason games. And so – I think that's why it hits us so hard right now. Like if it was week two and Fairley was, you know, out indefinitely and then week four, Unger's out for a couple weeks and then week seven, you lose Armstead for the season. I mean, then, you know, you've had a bunch of guys that have gone through training camp that know the system that, you know, have played in a couple games. So you kind of just, you know, you feel like you can kind of grind through it. But to lose all those guys. Maybe you're five and two at the time, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, to lose them before camp, it's like they were never on the team to begin with. And uh, like I said, you know those other injuries are coming. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we may feel different. Like, maybe they'll finally catch a break and get through training camp, and you'll be like, oh, the injuries in training camp are like maybe – not that you want anybody to get hurt, but maybe it's like, oh, it's Mohammed. He – Tore his Achilles, and he's the six. You know, he's the six-round pick, and maybe it's Mallet gets hurt. So you know, maybe it's just guys that like were interesting, but you know, Brandon Coleman. You know, you're like, eh, feel bad for the guy, but you know, um, it can it can be you can you feel like you can manage it. But Andrew, I mean, can you imagine if it goes bad and it's like. Uh, 2000 under Hazlitt, where the first preseason game they lost Cam Cleveland, Steve Israel, and Rob Kelly in the first two series of the game. You know, like what if that happens to them? 
Well, I mean, it feels like they're on path for that right oh now. Like, that's the cycle that they're on. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's what I'm worried about. So, you know, right now things feel really bleak. Now What's they the could be- get really lucky going through training camp and preseason, you know, and, and if they don't get decimated by those injuries, like, you know, I, th- I can't remember what happened in preseason, but I, I mean, I remember Delvin bro hardly played at all. He was banged up all of camp and, and a lot of preseason. Um, you know, they lost a ton of corners. Um, Swan was out for the year. He went on IR. I mean, they picked up BW Webb. Uh, they picked up Sterling Moore. And I think Ken Crawley was playing almost immediately. So, you know, at corner especially, you know, Ellerby was out early in the season. Um, so, you know, if they have a bunch of stuff like that again, they're not going to be able to survive it. I'm going to tell you right now, if they get really lucky and they get through camp and preseason without the kind of stuff they had last year, um, then maybe I'll start to feel better. Yeah, and and oh, by the the way, their first four weeks are brutal. Yeah. So, I mean, they they were going to have a hard time getting a two-and-two with a full-strength roster, you know. Um, But on a positive note, let's think positive. And – Let's assume Armstead is out for the year, or he's not back until around Thanksgiving. But let's assume Onger is ready to go Monday night versus Minnesota. And let's assume they don't have any other injuries on the offensive line. Wait, what about Fairley? Well, let's just I'm, we'll talk about Fairley after. I'm talking about the offensive okay. line now. How okay. decent can it be? I think if Onger comes back and he's fine... Like he, he steps in immediately and he, there's no drop off, then I'm not that worried because I, I just realistically in the NFL, how many teams can say they have one good alternative to their starting left tackle? Not many. I, I think the Saints have two. Like I, I, you have two guys that are first round picks uh, that played left tackle in college. And whether you know, Andres Pete's a guy that we've seen last year play left tackle and, and do okay. And ideally, he stays at left guard, and Ramchek is the guy that's yeah. playing left guard and doing well. But but either way, they've got two guys that can potentially fill they can in there. They put Ramchek at guard if need be, if they felt like they possibly, you know, or Kelamete at guard, and hopefully Unger comes back. But I, I just think they played pretty well on the offensive line last year without Armstead, mm-hmm. and they're potentially if Ramchek's healthy and he, he plays, they're potentially set up to handle that injury more this year than last year. So Unger is a problem, major problem. But if he is back week one, then I don't think the offensive line is in that much trouble. You know, and the thing about Unger that's going to be weird is he's not going to really practice. So you're not going to really like, – like what would be a, uh, a sign that things are going bad for Unger in camp because he's not going to be ready early? Like what, what, would, what would make you worried about Unger not being ready for week one. I would I would say that by if if by the the week of the third preseason game he's not limited or at least doing walkthroughs, I would be very concerned. Bad sign. Because yeah. he yeah, he's not gonna be ready for week one unless he's kinda limited in practice two weeks prior to week one. Gotcha. So you know? so, they so need- yeah, I, I if if he's not at least limited those last two weeks, that would tell me that, you know, the prognosis of him being ready for week one was bad, was aggressive. Bad. Yeah, I hear you. I mm-hmm. mean, so it's just it's 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 a 
it's a clusterfuck with the line. I mean, so me and you are on the same page, I guess. And I wish I wish Dave would join in because he he's not he's not as bullish of the importance of fairly. Um, and he, he he said in the the original podcast, he's like, look. I expect Fairley to be terrible because I expected him the the the, the day the, the 2016 season ended, the day that 2017 started and he signed the big contract, he would go back to being terrible. So I expected nothing from Fairley, which in a way, that's a good outlook to have because if he doesn't play, Dave is like, eh, I wasn't expecting him to anyway. I was expecting him to be terrible. Um, but, uh, I mean, at some point, Andrew... When and and this is another reason. This is another thing that Dave brought up. At, at another, at what point do we say, "Man, this isn't just bad luck. This is the Saints. Tra- Something is with this training staff that they're not doing a good job." Yeah, no, I, I think we have to ask that question. I mean, I, I think it goes from everything from, you know, little stuff like the fact that they feed. Their players, Popeyes, before and Jimmy John's before games. No, I mean I'm serious. You know, like I, I no, think it's, from it's a, from a, a dietary standpoint, you're feeding your your athletes fried chicken and cold cuts and cheese and gluten and yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like it, it doesn't seem like their their diet, you know, in terms of what the team is feeding their players is you know, built towards making machines, you know, that perform on the field. You know, that that well, food doesn't help, especially well, pregame. That, I mean, we're talking about the night meal, the last meal before you play a game. Well, I mean, that was the thing with Chip Kelly in Philadelphia. Players were like, what is this? You're telling me that I have to eat this, drink this smoothie and eat this, this day of the week. And they were like, and we're doing, we're doing major practices the day before the game way more than just a walkthrough what the fuck is this but then his first two years they won and players were like he's right i feel phenomenal and this works you know and that was the thing that was interesting always interesting with chip kelly in oregon like he ran the the super fast break offense which it was really just sort of uh running the ball at warp speed right and anybody that wanted to come and see it He'd be like, I'll tell you anything you want to know. And he gave clinics and all this. But, like, all his nutrition stuff and their injury stuff, he'd be like, nope, 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 no, no interviews, no, not talking about it, nothing. It was, like, super top secret. But anything you wanted to know, like, game plan-wise, he would tell anybody. So I am just I just know that, look, you look at the level that Drew Brees, yep. Tom Brady, Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, like – you look at you know elite athletes that are they the best at their do sport. It differently. The one thing they all have in common is that they are insane about their nutrition, and and I, I just I, I don't think you can expect every athlete. You have to go above and beyond and be crazy about that stuff on some level to be successful at that level, and and, and be be yep. successful with that longevity. You know, into your late thirties. But what I think. You can learn from that as an organization. I don't know how many teams are doing this, but you can certainly give them healthier options. And a team meal before a game at Popeyes is 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 the opposite. Like that's that's the worst. <laughs> it's case so scenario. delicious though. And so like I'll have the two piece. But but so that that's something small, you know. And then you look at the relationship with Oshner. And that the Saints are basically forced to, from what I understand, they are forced to use the doctors that Oshner provides them uh, because they're a major team sponsor. 
Uh, and that's nothing against Oshner, but I don't know how those doctors from a progressive standpoint compared to, you know, the, the Duke and UVA grad. Well, and also too, that, I mean, look, Redskins let's get. be real. The, the new Orleans, new Orleans, the saints don't have access. I mean, they can fly, they can send players places for injuries and, you know, go to Dr. Andrews and go places, but the medical stuff in the ones is just not as good as like big Houston and Philly and New York. It's just not, you yeah, know, it's um, not. Yep. And, and I mean, so, so there's that, I mean, there, there's, there's the whole like just training regimen. It's hard for me to, to blast that too much. Cause I don't know what the saints do and I don't know how it's different from other teams. But uh, again, when all these injuries pile up, I think from medical staff to nutrition to you got to look at all that stuff, all the little things matter. And I have to believe that it's more than just bad luck. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, um, it's two it's two years of um, it's two years of brutal. It's I mean, two years of brutalness. And the thing is, as a fan, I mean the other the other thing is New Orleans. Like as a city, it, it's <laughs> it's just less healthy than other <laughs> places. Like, look if if you're looking to go drink and do stuff, you can get in trouble in any city. But I just think when you look at the culture in New Orleans, the drinking culture, the eating culture, I mean, Zach Streif owns a brewery, you know? <laughs> and I'm not saying that other NFL players don't have that, but I'm just saying the culture in New Orleans is not the healthiest environment for an NFL player. In fact, I'm pretty confident it's the worst. <laughs> now, that's been true of every Saints team, including the 2019 that won the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, you know, and so, but... Again, I, I mean, with when you look at the number of injuries that the Saints have, and they're counting on a lot of veterans, you know, and obviously as your body ages, you have these issues. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a deeper explanation or not, Ralph. But I, I do think, and Loomis alluded to this in the off season. You know that he hey, did. we have deep. We, we've got to look at this stuff. He, yep. You know, he said, you know, it, it was so bad this past year with injuries. That we've got he to did. look at our training staff. He did. He we did. got to look at our doctors. Yeah, he did, and it was int- you know. Here's the thing: it's just, it's just as a fan, like, look, you 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 want the Saints to win. We all want the Saints to go to the playoffs and, and do awesome because it makes the year fun. But as a fan, one of the things that I almost feel I don't, I don't know if the, the word entitled to is the right word, but I, I feel like every fan should have it is like, I want to be excited between the draft and training camp. I want it to be fun. I want to argue with P- I want to argue with people about is PJ Williams good? Is it, you know, like those arguments on Twitter, we, we may, we, we, we laugh about it, but it's fun to our, is, is this guy going to be good? I don't think that, you know, it's no fun to say, how are they going <laughs> to overcome left tackle? How are they going to overcome the, the losing their second best defensive tackle? Uh, the second best defensive lineman, uh, you know, how are they going to yeah, overcome well, their pre, but, I mean, talking pre-camp, this is the worst I could ever remember. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, 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 it's no fun to be the guy that's like, they're fucked on the offensive line and they have no room for error and it's not going to be okay. It's much more fun to argue of, I don't think PJ, I don't think PJ Williams is going to be okay. And, and they, they, they have issues at corner. You know, like those arguments are more, are much more enjoyable to have. And it just, it just sucks. You want to be, you when it gets to training camp and you get to that first preseason game, you want to be super excited. And now it's just really, it, there's, it's not happening. 
You know, it's just, it's not going to happen with this team. Um, whew, you know, before we get before we get to questions, I guess. Um, well, if you're going if you're going glass half full again, I think the hope has just got to be that um, you know these guys we're talking about will be healthier. Uh, the, you know, they'll just, they won't sustain the kind of injuries in camp and preseason that they did they last year. They need that year. Atlanta Falcons. You know, maybe they'll go through a rash line. of good luck. They need that Atlanta Falcons luck on the offensive line is what they need. Yeah. Um, so before, before we get to uh, the Twitter questions, and thanks for everybody asking. If I said to you, Andrew, I want you to, you can, you can have one position group. Uh, besides quarterback, obviously, because we need Drew Brees needs to be able to. If you, if you need one position group that can be almost pristine health the entire 2016, 2017 year, what position do you pick? This might be recency bias, Rec- you know, for me. Um, but my, my pick would be cornerback, and the the reason I pick corner is I, I just remember. B.W. Webb. Having a role with, with, with D- Devontae Harris and Ken Crawley early in the year. And B.W. Webb, yeah. And, and having to deal with Sterling Moore in man coverage on Mike Evans. And I, I just can't have another season of that. Like, it's just yeah. too painful. Yeah, I would. So I, I would want, you know, Delvin Bro. If I could get a full season of Marshawn Latimer, Delvin Bro, and P.J. Williams. Like, I don't know what that promises for the team's success, but at least – you know, give me a different position. Yeah. I would pick defensive line because I've, and, and that would include obviously fairly playing. Uh, I feel like if their defensive line is healthy, it's going to be good. I, I'm very, I'm confident that Okafor is going to be a thousand times better than Kruger and is going to give him four to six sacks if he's healthy. I think their defensive line can be good. Um, but corner isn't a bad choice. But I just, I feel like the lines are the, that, that to me, Andrew, is what is so frustrating about these injuries is if it was linebacker i'd be like the linebackers were going to be bad or whatever and we can fit we can overcome it with the kids at corner can be awesome and the defensive line can be awesome and they can overcome injuries at linebacker or even a person get injured corner i feel like linebacker they're so deep they're so deep with mediocre guys at linebacker that it's going to be mediocre if they're healthy or injured yeah i feel like the the saints Playoff chances hinge on their offensive and defensive lines being good, and they don't have Armstead. They might not have Unger. They might not have Farley, Fairly, and that just it's like a it's like a it's like a landmine to the to the you know. Uh, yeah, you felt like you yeah in the off season that that's what we were excited about. We felt like that was the linchpin of the team, uh, the lines, and yeah. the three injuries they've sustained are some of uh, some of their best dudes on yeah. those lines. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the Twitter question. This is from Ryan. What bourbon should I drink to ease the pain of Armstead's injury? Um, Angel's Envy is awesome. They finish it in a wine port barrel. It's super strong and super smooth. Uh, that's my recommend. That's my recommendment. Uh, this is from Daniel Andrew. What are you looking for for benchmarks for Lattimore during camp? Besides, like being healthy in his hamstrings, uh. not exploding. Yeah, I think if he's playing with the twos and threes a lot, that would be a concern for me that he's kind of not developing and um, he's not getting it. So, you know, the real benchmark in camp for me would just be that he's actually playing with the ones lined up against Michael Thomas and that, you know, Breeze is throwing to him with Thomas, and, and, you know, throwing to Thomas and that he's making a pass break up here and there. 
you know, for if if we're hearing that and that he's playing with the ones on the outside, I think that's promise that he's going to be good. Daniel, the the main thing is that third preseason game when the starting defense is there and if Lattimore isn't playing with them, that's a problem. Yep. You know, when they, you know, even because even even in the third preseason game, teams are going to play a lot of nickel. Um, if if Lattimore's not playing a ton in that first half of that third preseason game, that's a problem. Um, are the preseason curse injuries done, or should we prepare for the coming apocalypse? The DB apocalypse, Anthony. I don't think you're going to have the DB apocalypse. I think it's never it, the injury apocalypse is never the same from year to year, right? Well, it's offensive line this year. It's it offensive. Like. It's offensive line this year. Yeah. The offensive. I mean, line. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for news that Ryan. Ramchek's hip needs a second surgery. Oh my god! <laughs> and that you know, god damn it! And, and that Zach Streif, you know, dropped an axe on his foot. Fell into <laughs> like a, that Minnesota kicker. Fell into the fell into the keg at the brewery. <laughs> um, dropped a keg on his foot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um. Do, 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 do. Um. um What's worse for your health, smoking, drinking, or getting signed to a big money extension by the Saints? Okay, well, smoking can give you lung cancer down the road. Yeah, Um, but you can last a long time smoking before those things happen. Uh, You know, drinking can cause cirrhosis of the liver. It it definitely can. Yeah, Uh, but I think when you sign a long-term deal with the Saints, you're getting a season-ending injury almost immediately. In some cases, you have to retire almost e- immediately, and your earning potential is basically done for the rest of your life. Um, so uh, I'd say signing a long-term deal with the Saints is worse. Um, let's see. Um, do, do, do. Which happens first? Arm says plays a full season, or the podcast gets a new intro that's not about zombie apocalypse. Don, we had so many audio issues the last couple of weeks. You didn't notice it last week. You you will notice it this week because Dave should be on this podcast, but he's not because the first one got eaten by my computer. Uh, you probably won't get a new open until like 2025 at this rate. Yeah, um, which is which is probably the next time Armstead will give us a full season as a coach. Yeah. Uh, Alfredo. So that's a push. <laughs> Alfredo asks, I'm 6'3", under three bills, and got a bad lower back. How soon before the Saints call me to play offensive tackle? Alfredo, check your voicemail. Mickey Lewis yeah. is prompt. You know? Well, I, I think the question is, you're only eligible if you've already had a sports hernia surgery. So that would be my first question to you. <laughs> oh, the sports hernia. Who will win the sport? If it's Lattimore, I'm going to break I'm gonna put a hole in my wall. Like it just. Well, well, you know, you're, you're just looking on Twitter for who's been sent to Philadelphia. Yeah. The Saints had so and so sent to Philadelphia for oh, these guys. God hernia. damn it! And they never, <laughs> they never come out and admit it. They're always like, ah, oh, it's not a sports hernia. It's just a, just a, a leg injury. It's a leg yeah. injury. He's going to Philadelphia. It's a fucking sports hernia. They're putting in the mesh and. You know, he's out six weeks. Like th- that, the Saints have had so many sports hernia ish. Injuries, like we know, they go to Philadelphia, they get the mess in, mesh inserted, they're out four to six. Yeah, like I almost feel like they they need uh, to find a specialist in Philadelphia for something else because it's so <laughs> obvious at this point. <laughs> so just to throw us off the scent. Who's who's had this? It's it's been Shockey, Greer, Keenan Lewis, Keenan Lewis. Uh, 
Jamal Brown. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm probably missing a couple. Street did Streif have it? I think Streif might add it. That's five. Like it's 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 at least five or six guys. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, um, this is this is from Alexander. Can Sean Spicer play tackle well? Uh, political question. Steve Bannon said he got fat. So if he's adding, he's bulking up. The Saints may need him. Um, so that, that pretty much, uh, Oh, well, Khalif this, Barnes had to lose weight to play. Khalif, so who knows? Khalif Barnes the, with, with the, uh, with the Tehran Armstead injury, Khalif Barnes, he may be able to go from Airbnb to like, like a, like a <laughs> six, seven month rental. <laughs> yeah. His stock is way up. His, uh, will Peterson, I mean, get, he's the, he's, he's the primary backup tackle now, right? Oh, definitely. Like, like, Khal- I mean, we're, we're one more tackle injury from Bryce Harris being back. Oh in play. my God. Yeah, Khalif Barnes is on. I would say, like seventy percent chance Barnes is on the roster now. Opening week. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, or 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 cut, you know, at final cuts, but then brought back before week one. Oh yeah, that's you know, it's probably uh, fi- awaiting his and him. Final question. This is from uh, Don, Don uh, Hans. Will Peterson get hurt first, or pop off to the media and get benched first? Uh, definitely hurt. I, I don't really think Peterson's like a pop off to the media guy. Like he, he's, um, I mean, he had like the switch thing and I never really watched his interviews. So I didn't really have an appreciation for like, you know, what kind of personality he had. I mean, he's he always seemed like he's a like, yeah, he, well, he seemed like a likable guy until the switch stuff and then everyone hated him. But I mean, just watching his interviews, he reminds me a lot of Drew Brees and how he carries himself. Yeah, I mean, he he, he's 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 a brand. You know, like you said, he's polished. He's well spoken. He's respectful of the media. He answers things honestly. Um, you know, he, he's not a pop off kind of guy. You know, yeah. I, to me, he he's very much like a. Um, you know, he he's the face of the franchise. I mean, he was that for a long time in Minnesota, and I think he carries himself well and and all that stuff. So. I don't see that at all with Peterson. I think so. The Saints play the Vikings in Week One. Yeah, I think I think what's off the board in Vegas right now is the the Mark Ingram tantrum Week One on the sideline against the Vikings when Peterson vultures all his touchdowns. I mean, Vegas isn't even taking that bet. I mean, if the Saints, if you told me the Saints, and maybe you can maybe you can get that bet offshore in Canada. <laughs> from like some rogue, you know, gambling site that like doesn't really know the situation very Asian well. Bitcoin. Yeah, but Vegas isn't take that's off the board. No, I would say if the Saints beat Min- if the Saints beat Minnesota, I would bet you a week's pay Mark Ingram has like 18 carries for like 95 yards and uh Peterson has 11 for 25 and three scores. <laughs> 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 That, that, uh, that's how it's gonna go. I'm telling. I'm telling. So the question is, who who will be more furious, Ingram on the sidelines or his fantasy owners? Oh, that'll just be it. Like like you just hashtag hashtag vulture TD, and it'll just be angry gifts. Uh, so that that about wraps up this podcast. Hopefully, it recorded. Uh, you can go to Saints Nation. We have the quick shot up about who should the Saints give a contract to for Carl or Sneed. And we have uh, Dave is working on his season preview. It'll be ready Super Bowl Sunday 2018. So 
Uh, for next year. For next yeah. year. So for Kevin, who is MIA, for Dave, who should have been here, but it, audio failed us, and for Andrew, until next week, the bar is closed.